Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind to both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR, workforce management, road and operations software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. This online story, this would be my advice to operators and hotels. Please maximize it. Please know what you're doing and do it in a proper way because you have all the tools to do it as a hotel, but you just need to like find the puzzle and solve the puzzle to do it. My suggestion is always, please look at the whole picture. Like every stone is contributing to like the pyramid of a hotel from the cleaner to the revenue manager to the owner, like every stone is contributing and a lot of costs can be cut usually. This is Bardian Late, CEO and founder of Loreca, a startup with an algorithm that can improve the revenue of hotels and bed and breakfast by an average of 24%. And when I connected with Bardian before this recording, I got the feeling straight off the bat that they were onto something very unique here. And in the conversation, we dive into how Bardian and the team got the idea of building an algorithm to help hospitality businesses, small as well as large. We also try to find answer on some big questions like what is the role of tech playing in hospitality and what is the biggest challenge right now for food and drinks businesses. We also talk about Bardian's fast-moving entrepreneurial journey and what he has learned launching a business in the last 18 months. Before you tune in, please sign up for our weekly newsletter, Maverick Talk, via hospitalitymavericks.com. Lots of mind-blowing insights in this conversation, so enjoy. I'm excited today because I've been doing a bit of digging before I had this conversation. And um, I couldn't find anyone else that has built a platform like this to help, especially, you know, operators and, and every size of operators actually boost their their business and revenue in any way. And I was talking about hotels and actually finding a way to make money on days you might not before have made money. And actually also predicting. So I had a really, really great conversation with, with Bardian before this conversation. It was like an, an iron opener to me what algorithms can do and help hospitality with welcome to the to the show Bardian. hi michael thanks for having me i'm looking forward to it so so i i opened pandora's box if we can call it so maybe that's a bit too you know dark say pandora's box but i opened this box this black box let's call it the black box and said that you are working on something quite unique can you talk a bit about like you know your own story and actually how you came along to launch a, a tech platform that's helping hotel operators yeah so um first of all i am 23 years old as of today uh, and during the COVID times i was helping my parents a lot in their bed and breakfast so they own a bed and breakfast but um as i'm from belgium from bruges uh tourism and like the demand for tourism during COVID periods were it was like 
it was dramatic. No one wanted to came to Bruges, etc. So I was trying to help my parents and created like for them this algorithm, how like their bed and breakfast could be like boosted on OTAs uh, and on like the channels they are listed. So basically what the algorithm does, it like it maximizes the traffic available on the different platforms to show like the bed and breakfast, the hotel, the accommodation, the vacation rental, all of them um, to the maximum, to the maximum, to the right client and most importantly, based on data to the maximum willingness to pay from the client. So basically, like um, if we would search for a hotel that's uh, one of our clients, you would see them as first on a booking.com, on an Expedia, on an Airbnb, etc. Um, so like their chances of getting booked increase when like uh, when like it's like law of supply and demand when their chances of getting booked increase like. Um, their revenue and their price, the ADR, as we call it, um, will increase too. So the algorithm was founded by me um, and by my previous co-founder, Timon. Um, and then we, so we first started the algorithm and then we found it like a company to like accompany the algorithm to like the fullest. So the company is called Lorica. As of today, we are in business for about 16 months. We have over 290 integrations in six European countries. Unfortunately, not in uh, the UK. Um, but like the average implication is that like hotels um, or like accommodations that work with us have like an increase of 24% in their revenue and of course if you want to go like more specific to the metrics also a very big increase in their ref bar and all these other metrics and uh what is uh you know your purpose vision and mission then because you said you're already at 290 integrations in, in six different countries in, in in europe and and probably more to come but what is like the, the bigger picture of this uh, why are you doing this First of all, like we noticed in the sector, like there is a lot of data available, but how do like owners of a hotel or like of a bed and breakfast, how do they handle this data? This is a question we solve for them. What is our purpose? What the company? We want to really expand and be a respected European revenue company as it's in our interest to maximize the revenue from hotels, uh, bed and breakfast and accommodations especially during this time first we had COVID, like a lot of these accommodations had a lot of like depth then they had like one year okay and now is the energy crisis especially in western europe so this is why we are there we try to maximize their ability with the current market conditions to really earn as much as possible and this is why we're there we really want to shift the, like the power of the customer to the hotels and to the operators. And 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 what is it like that makes your guys unique compared like Booking.com or any other booking platform, Hotels.com? What is it that you guys are doing that really is different from them? So what we always start to do when we onboard a new client is we start to draft like a strategy, like you have your own website, direct channel strategy. So every hotel and every operator wants to have as much direct bookings as possible. But then, of course, you have the OTA. We live in the world where the OTA dependency is very high. So you need to have a proper OTA strategy. You need to be on the right platform at the right time for the right customer at the right price. 
four or five different very difficult questions for hotels to solve. And this is what we solve with our algorithm. So we implement on the OTA or on their property or uh, channel manager software. So we can really maximize the OTAs. For example, if I look to my hometown Bruges, um, on a Saturday night, the traffic on booking.com is much more than it's, for example, on Expedia, Airbnb. But like all these platforms are dependent on each other. So it's like this whole mathematic equation. Like if you're on top on Expedia, you will get like um, lower on booking.com, etc. But based on data, we increase rankings based on traffic, based on which customer is searching, based on which cancellation policy, etc. So what's the purpose of our algorithm michael if you and i would search for a hotel that's one of our clients we would see two different prices and this is really how we try to guess the willingness of pay from the client but also try to maximize revenue of the hotels or the operators so say if i was owning my hotel i can then also start to find out how i can optimize my revenue on days i normally would have accepted I just have to rent a room out, for example, for £35. I normally would rent out for £100 because it should be a low day. But actually, if I get in front of the right audience, I might be able to rent out my rooms for more. Exactly. This is where we differ from like the traditional point of view in revenue management. Like the traditional point of view is if you have low occupancy, what you do to solve is you lower the prices and you see if everything goes well, a higher occupancy, but with a lower rate. This is where we differ. When we have with one of our accommodations, a low occupancy, we, we enhance and we improve the visibility so that the right audience sees it. So when the market demand is at 50 or 50%, that like these market conditions are utilized to the maximum or like at the maximum capacity. So this is where we really differ from traditional revenue management. And I think it's super interesting that thing where actually, as I see you, you almost comes in and become a helping hand to the, the revenue manager or if they have that in a hotel, if the smaller bed and breakfast is the owners, but actually almost giving that insight you might not be able to have before or transparency. Is that correct? Exactly. We really like, we decrease their burdens decrease like their you know all these burdens and their problems that they have one thing about the algorithm is also like it automates everything it automates like really everything who do you apply promotions for but at which price for which clients like it's really takes away all this all this burden and all this thoughts from like owners so they can focus on what matters most for them and this is offering the best quality as possible what typical clients are you working with? You mentioned, you know, the, the smaller bed and breakfast. Is that the typical clients you're working with or are you are a bit all over the spectrum? In the beginning, uh, we had a lot of like small bed and breakfast. Why? Um, when I founded this company, I was a 21-year-old guy with no track record or anything. I was just a guy who went to study finance at university. So we had to start at small bed and breakfast. I need to, I had to like uh, have a period of proof of work. So then we st really started like bed and breakfast from f four rooms, five rooms, 10 rooms, 20 rooms. Now we have hotels with 50 to 70 rooms. Like we have 
right now like it's all over the spectrum but we have a lot of like smaller or like uh, smaller accommodations yes uh, just because we really had to need this proof of work but this is also like um incorporated in our vision and in our mission like we really want to help this smaller accommodations because they don't have the time for it they just need like an, a company like us to solve it for them to really like you know, these are all passionate people to really like use their passion for them to make as much money as possible so they can live uh, very comfortably as well. Is there like some, some learnings you could share with us that you have done? Like, you know, some, some really valuable learnings you've done as you've gone in, starting working with both smaller or bigger operators on what really happens in these businesses as they start to work with the algorithm and they start to see the the insights and the data that comes out on the other side. Yeah, one uh, vital point we always try to learn or new clients or current clients is that please don't look at a single reservation. Like sometimes you have people, and I will say it in Euro, that say, okay, my accommodation cannot be sold for more than or for less than 100 Euro. Then our answer is always, please look at like the monthly average. This is where you like take a proper benchmark of what went or what went well or what went bad in your accommodation in the last month. So there's a really the small data lessons we try to learn them because as I said before, they don't have the time for this. They just need someone like us to really maximize it. What what is it's interesting you're talking about the average per month. So what you're saying is actually it's all the small things you do that builds up to improvement over time. What is the typical improvement you see then on average, you know, in, in, in a business when you guys come in, you implement this, how long does it actually take and what kind of results can you expect? You mentioned a couple in the beginning. Yes, so usually it depends on like the um, how big uh, the client is, but like uh, our average client is about 30, 40, 50 rooms. It takes to implement about like uh, three, four days, like to have it like 100% set up and first implications can be seen within seven to 10 days. Um, what usually happens, so like ADR increases by um, 21%, the occupancy increases from a range to 11 to 21% also, and like revenue in total increase by 24%. Of course, um, revenue is not everything, you need, to you need to look at profits, so we really take a look at the metric called profit per available room and this one also increased by 25.2 percent as of today it's like you know every month the numbers uh differ a bit wow okay that's really that's really interesting um and what have you then seen when people then the people has been with you for longer term i guess as people has now been with you for over a year what is like their you know the outcomes when you scale it up on on a yearly basis so like the um, the increase in revenue it's like we all always take the metric about one month but like it's over one year so we have clients who see like increases of 40 percent of course it all depends on the region our rule is like um the more tourism or the more market demand there is for a region so i can for example say in the uk london there we would work like at really 30 to 35 percent but we also onboard like the people who need us like in smaller regions 
who have no idea about all this thing and they take like our average, um, they lower our average a bit. So it all depends on like the region. Um, but in the end, they all just see more money coming in, better guests as we always, so we, we try to uh, shift the market segment they are advertising as we see the more guests pay the less problems they have the less damages that has been done to their rooms and also the better the reviews is it's a strange um, correlation but like the more someone pays usually the better the review there are plenty of explanations for this um, but this is what like the really long-term effects are of working with this uh, super, that's super interesting. Um, what? How do you see? Because you can see here, we are t we. I set the scene a bit in the beginning, like the the role of tech is really changing in hospitality. But what is your view of tech in hospitality, and and, and how, what role does it play in, in in creating a better business in now and in the future? In in your view, of course, you're probably biased because you have a tech company. But if you took your, you stepped outside and looked at it, it's makes managing a, an operator or like a hotel much more easy like we have done everything in hotels from implementing software to like you know adding crms to their system we have done it all and whether what the key takeaway here is that like it just makes the flow like the daily flow of the hotel more easy like you have less like you know overhead costs less planning issues lot more recurring customers like if a revenue management system drives up uh, like sends you more prices it all if everything is automated but automated correct because like we have seen a lot of hotels who use the tech but use it in a bad way um but if you use it in a correct way it really increases your your bottom line and also decreases your workflow if you're thinking about like um the, the challenges, the, 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 the industry, food and drink, hotels, hospitality in general, well, what do you see the biggest challenges are right now for, for hotel businesses? It's a, we came out of pandemic and now it seems like there's more stormy weather ahead. Well, what is the stories you hear when you, when you talk with your customers? The biggest issue is like inflation is very actual right now, but how do like, how do hotels and operators translate this inflation into prices? Because like uh, guests, they are more hesitant to book because you know, their own bills are, are um, getting bigger and getting more. So they like postpone their trip, but also for hotels, every, everything gets more expensive. So if they sell a room, they will want to sell it at a higher price that they're still profitable. So there's like this um, adverse direction between guests wanting a lower price and hotels wanting a higher price. Like the distance between supply and demand is really increasing. So it's really vital that hotels and accommodations really have a proper look at how to like put their pricing to like first to be break even and second to be profitable, but with the right occupancy, with the right guests, etc. So this is like a big issue right now of hotels. How should they do it? And uh, what 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 is your like thinking about what what is potential solutions to this? And from because you see it from 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 the outside and and your finance background, what 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 do you think that could be of solutions to this? 
very important is of course very traditional but cutting costs where possible like this is something we always see when we like um really go through the processes of our clients like a lot of hotels have a lot of overhead and a lot of costs that can be cut uh, so this is step one but the second one is just like maximize your online visibility and your online strategy the day as the day we are right now like the online bookings Michael, I think you also know it, but they dominate the spectrum. They dominate the world. So like this online story, this would be my advice to operators and hotels. Please maximize it. Please know what you're doing and and do it in a proper way because like you have all the tools to do it as a hotel, but you just need to like find the puzzle and solve the puzzle to do it. Um, and first, of course, cut the cost. Really look at which cleaner is taking how much time. Why should I put her or him or him in this room? Um, why, etc. Like my suggestion is always: please look at the whole picture. Like every stone is contributing to like the pyramid of a hotel. Like from the cleaner to the to the revenue manager to the owner. Like every stone is contributing, and a lot of costs can be cut usually. What 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 is it like? Uh, you know, if you look across the industry, and we we move a bit away from hotels and tech and whatever it is, it's like there is is there like a pressing issue you would like to see also as a supplier to the industry disappearing? That would just be wonderful if we didn't have to to deal with that anymore. I think a vital one would be um, so right now on OTAs, it's very hard for hotels and accommodations to like really get a hold of reviews. Um, for guests, it's wonderful because it's always true and like it's always honest. But sometimes, in, I say in a lot of cases, like the hotel is really like being um, not taken seriously in this process. So. For me, this would be like a solution to really shift the power back to the hotels or like just ask them, hey, before publishing the review, what do you think about this review? Like for OTAs to put like an additional layer of trust in this in this process, because sometimes one client or one guest has a very bad experience due to certain different reasons, sometimes true, sometimes not true, but like, if they are not true, it's very harmful for a hotel. And like, especially for the passionate owners who really like put their heart and soul in like owning and and like providing the hotel to customers, can this one bad review really put like a downward spiral on like the owner itself, but also on like the online story. What what is um? This is really interesting the review thing because like it's um. It's like there's so much emphasis put on that when you make decision as a, a consumer in a way. So what you were saying as well is that it should be a more balanced process as well. It should be possible for for company to 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 reply to them and actually deal with them. So and rectify problems. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Rectifying uh, is the correct word. As owners, they can reply to different um, reviews, but like rectifying is much more hard but of course when we look at the research 55 75 percent of people book hotels within the first 10 of the like the search engine so like this is where we specialize in but then you also have this spectrum of the guests who really like read every review etc and this like 
these are the good guests, you know, like the guests that the hotel wants, like uh, they put like a whole process in searching everything. They are also from the data more likely to um, put a review. So it's always a pity when like one guest or one bad review ruins ruins it for the rest. What is like your your prediction then if we, we go a bit further up in the macro level for, for hospitality right now? We, we, we both agreed it's like it's tough out there. There's a lot of struggle going on. But how are you seeing hospitality, you know, evolve if you had the if I gave you the crystal ball to look in the next three to five years? When you look, I, when I look on the short term, um, it will be very hard for like the apartment market. Um as you know, Airbnb is facing a lot of issues and Booking.com, especially in Western Europe, will be like, is growing and expanding a lot. But Booking.com is less sexy for like apartments because like to see an apartment, okay, you you go to the booking page and then you have to pay a certain amount of money extra for cleaning fee. So what's, what usually happens like in recessions or like in hard periods, like people tend to move away from the apartments and tend to move to hotels who are most of the time a little cheaper, you know, the budget hotels, etc. They have like more price elasticity, the hotels. They can like be more flexible with their pricing as the apartments they are owned by like a private owner who wants to rent his apartment or his or her apartment um, and need like at least 120 to cut like all costs so apartments are really struggling but like in a three to five year um when energy crisis would like resolve a bit the data shows that like international and overseas travel will like enhance and increase again and in europe like people coming from the usa or from australia are more likely to pay more than if like um, people from or like a guy from the same country visits a hotel so these are like promising facts but of course one vital thing is here the energy crisis there need to be an answer there and hotels and operators and the industry are really like facing on the short term a very hard period and especially the apartment market and uh, what what is it like, like if there's any if you should take it a bit on, on a positive light is there anything you're super excited about right now what's going on a lot of things actually so um of course my company is growing a lot so we're scaling um really fast we're onboarding a lot of clients like we are finding the balance between sales and it i have a by the way a very wonderful sales and it team which i'm very thankful for but like in the industry i'm really loving like uh, the increase in like platforms that enhance guest experience um in increase like um guest journey like how do how they perceive messages how they like with the right words, how they perceive photos, all these things. I really love this trend because this will make travel only like more noticeable and more like uh, really worth it. What are they, you, yourself, you, you are, a, you know, you're a business owner. Um, what has like been, you know, you, and you launched the business in COVID. What has been like your, you know, significant learning in the last two years? And, and, and also you are, you know, in your early 20s. So there must have been a huge learning journey gone on the last couple of years, launching a business and out of the pandemic. What is like the key learnings you've had as, as a business owner, founders? Yeah, yeah. Um... 
It's actually a good question, Michael, as like, of course, my life has changed over the two past years a lot since I went from just being a student to being a business owner. But this meant over this means also that I learned a lot, like really a lot. Like my first company before this was like a QR QR code app um, in Bruges for like restaurants. And there I made the unfortunate mistake to like give too much to one client making he copied my ID. Um, so this was like my first big lesson in the industry, like know who you trust um, and then go to like the sales part of the process. Um, one thing that I all also learned is like if you surround yourself with good people and a good team, like you can accomplish a lot and you like get a lot from your team if you receive the or, or if you give them a lot. Um, so this for me are the key takeaways but i think the most important thing and the most important thing that like excites me is seeing sometimes how grateful people are when we help them but also when they see okay we are making profit again for the first time in three four five years so like sometimes people don't realize it how hard hotels or restaurants or like operators and the businesses have like um so like it's really like or it's really like give me like a second thought when i go in a restaurant and i think okay the food is bad like it really puts everything in another perspective so it makes it very clear for you because you know the complexity of um you know how restaurant hotels and the workings behind them and how difficult actually to get that plate of food out there and especially in the condition they they they, they operate in right now it doesn't mean it's okay but you have more patience and understanding with them exactly that's exactly because like i know how the hours they put in they work every night very late and then they still have to do the finances their operation have, find the proper stuff like it's a whole process running a hotel running a restaurant or running a bed and breakfast it's a whole process so this is where like everything puts it in a different perspective for me a thing i wanted to ask you because you you, you are you're, you're a young business founder and you said straight out of university how do you manage we talked a bit about it before we went on air as well how do you you manage and or how do you lead yourself in all this because uh, i know how much actually you know uh a business almost is helping you become the person you want to be or can almost also be the, the, the opposite, the person you don't want to become. So actually that thing about leading and managing yourself is one of the biggest gift it gives by being in business by, for yourself or running your own company. Exactly. Um, so what really like for me gets the day starting, so I always have like a short chat with the IT team and just check if every, is everything okay or not. Um, but what I really want to like implement in my business and what's implemented right now is that like we're a very young dynamic team. People can work wherever they want, how, how late, which hours, whatever. They just have to fix the work and get the work done. So. I really experienced if you give people a lot of flexibility and you give them the proper responsibility, you get a lot from them. Like they give you a lot back and a lot of return for it. But um, what really like uh, surprised me the most was, was if you just like dare to do something or just go for something, even if it's approaching the biggest client or the biggest hotel in the world, just go, do it. and. It's like the the sentence you have a no, 
but they, you can have a yes. Um, so this is like one of the major things that like for me and with the people I'm working with. So just dare to do something. We can never, you can never fail if you didn't try. Um, so this is really like, uh, like kind of motto, like a life sentence that's important. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like a mindset. Uh, you know, you have to ask to either find out or get permission. Or if you don't ask, you never know. In a way, I also say. So the worst thing you can get is a no, and then you just find another way. Exactly. Exactly. What would be you know like a, your top advice to 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 hospitality leaders out there right now um, that is trying to build you know both business for for the future, but also uh, surviving and thriving right now. As a finance guy, I would say don't ignore the finances. Uh, as a data guy, I would say don't ignore the data, but like find a, find like a combination of them both. Because if the finances don't add up or if they don't work, there won't be a future for the hotel. So this should be like the primary like um, Key, key takeaway and also they should really have a plan for their hotel for example the first year of business we really um, try to get a lot of budget bookings then from the second year we will move to a different customer segment so all these things hotel owners or when they start a new hotel business they should really take in mind all these things because all these things contribute to like a good strategy and to maximum revenue revenue it's super interesting the the strategy part because I think often as when there's chaos and, and challenging in any kind of business environment, we often become busy busy putting fires out and we become busy fools as leaders. And actually what you're saying is he'll get up in the helicopter, look at the numbers, look at the data, make some you know, decisions that spend a bit of time of thinking before you just move on and put out the next fire. It can probably wait for another day or two if it's already a fire because it's about setting yourself up for success in the future. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's really for preparing and like preparing yourself for crisis management. This is like also very vital because um, I think hotel owners listening to this podcast can yeah can really find them in this like there will always be problems there will always be crises but like the way you prepare them and the way you like act and handle them these are like what sets you apart from like other hotels and really sets you apart um to your own business is there like uh, one question that you would have wished i've asked you here in this conversation and and then what would that question be and what would you what would you have answered <laughs> okay yeah i think one to advertise and like to promote the company of course a question is what a lot of people ask me like what is the cost of working with an algorithm and such and the answer is always very brief like we work no cure no pay so like if the algorithm doesn't work we, we never get paid so we only take like a percentage, like cut of uh, the extra revenue we generate. There's like a whole economic and financial model in place to like really distribute which kind of revenue is due to us and which kind of revenue is due to the market. Like if in London, uh, Justin Bieber is giving a concert, like market demand will really rise. This won't be due to our algorithm. Like we really have like the financial model in place to like really filter all this kind of data. Great, great. That was a, that was a really good, really, really good uh, question, of course, because uh, people would might think that it's very expensive 
to implement an algorithm. But again, as you said, smaller bed and breakfast can afford to do this. So uh, that, that, that's definitely a win both ways. Things has to work. Um, where can people find out more about what you guys are doing and and, and the learnings and, and and connect with you if they want to know more or dive into to to the product or anything? Yeah, they can always find us on our website. So it's like uh, be We are from Belgium, so it's .be. Or they can just connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll put all that in the uh, the show notes as uh, we um, we get the episode out there. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Badian, for, for coming on the show, sharing this uh, with us, and actually giving us insights in how actually tech can help to boost revenue and other great stuff in uh, hotel businesses. I wish you and the team uh, all the the luck and power and energy that you need to succeed and actually help more hospitality businesses in these tough times. Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that you're listening in. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share with others, rate or give a review or subscribe to one of our channels, which all can be done via the website, hospitalitymavericks.com. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us bringing great insights, strategies and tools to help leaders become better every day. Check them out at BizSimply.com or via the social at BizSimply or at BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly at podcast at BizSimply.com. Thank you to Fina Charlton, who is the show producer from the Podcast Collective. If you have any ideas or feedback for the show or other thoughts, reach out to me via LinkedIn or via my email, michael at hospitalitymavericks.com. I'm Michael Tinkster, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick Podcast Show. Be Maverick!